Hey. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> hey, good afternoon, everybody. We're coming to you a little bit later on this gloomy day, but we are shooting episode 48. So welcome wow. to episode 48. Wow. I know, right? Yeah, Can you believe it? That's amazing. Of the Insiders on Real Estate and Marketing. I'm your host, Sandy Hibbard, and with me today is my wonderful co-host, Mr. Mark Miller, and hi, our hi. sponsor with Secured Title of Texas. And today we have a really big show. We're going to look at the big picture in DFW, the 2024 housing market forecast. So uh, don't hold us to it, but at least you're going to hear a lot of good stuff today. But first, let's check in with the master here on there you real go. estate. How's you it said, going? Good. You said 48. I wish I could remember that far back, but... Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I just had a little birthday this past week, so... I know, I was worried about you. Oh, no, I'm good. What's a good number? <laughs> yeah, I'm marching towards 70, which just sounds bizarre to you me. You know what? Yeah. That's okay. But that's you, all right. You look I, fabulous. Thank you're you. still strong and I feel doing good. I'm still viable. Love, so. Yeah, so I'm there. Yeah, yeah. So still cantankerous. Yep, and yep. And, uh, and thankfully... Look I, out. Well, He's still out they, there, they, too. They, they know mm. how to avoid me. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, happy every, birthday, by the thank way. Thank you, thank yeah. you. It was, it was uh, non-eventful. The seventy yeah. will be. I'll I'll make a party out of that. Oh one. But, hell yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. So, but uh, thankfully, starting off January, the market is definitely lifted, and yeah. people are back active. Our order counts up about twenty five percent. Back to real for life the month. again. I think. Good closings mm -hmm. uh, going on, and we. I actually uh, yesterday sell, uh, signed a letter of intent to open an office in Allen. Oh, whoa. Texas. And okay. uh, so I'm working on that. I'm not. So Frisco's a done deal? Uh, well, we've been at Frisco for three years. Oh, no way. <laughs> Time flies. <Mark. laughs> Did you just open an. Uh, no, I opened a McKinney. McKinney, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, so right. this this will be uh, our fourth location. That's great. Thanks. Yeah, and it's I'll, I'll describe it more after we get signed, sealed, and delivered okay. on that side. But, but it shows the opportunities that are out there. Yeah. In the marketplace, and there's a lot of shifting going on in my particular industry mm -hmm. in the title business. So it's a good mm -hmm. time to, if you've kept your powder dry and you can respond, there's a lot of really nice opportunities out there in the market. But mm -hmm. so I'm very encouraged what I'm seeing mm -hmm. uh, initially. And it's always good to kind of launch in January and feel like you're not struggling already, you know, All right. with the way the industry was in the fourth quarter, which was not the best quarter for it all sluggish. of the Yeah, it was sluggish uh, at best. So anyhow, but it's all good. And I'm really excited to have, uh, I love having a doctor in the house. I but, do so too. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Do Blake too. Bennett. And, but we kind of, Fabulous. let me preference that because we kind of say, what does Texas A&M have to do with the real estate? You know, I've, I've always wondered, and when I did my research for the show today, I kind of learned a little bit about it, but I was shocked about Texas A&M Research and Extension Center. Like, what the hell is an extension it, center? Right. And we'll let, you know, let so the doc, we're going to learn more about good that. Doc. And apparently uh, this has been going on for over 100 years, correct, Doc? Well, not not my work. No, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> we'd had a we might have had to do your remote. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, anyhow, Dr. Bennett is with us, and he is associate professor in Extension Economics. E economist management for Texas A&M, AgriLife Extension Service at Dallas, Texas. I mean, that's a Dude, mouthful. That is a mouthful, <laughs> right? But he that's has why he's received, a doctor. Exactly. He has his BS, MS, and PhD degrees in agricultural economics from Texas Tech University. And his efforts are focused on providing education in farm and ranch management, analysis, and production economics. Uh, he's also focused on programming efforts on providing education to the real estate community out there, which he's doing a quite frequently and has talked to over 11,000 agents out there in, wow. in the marketplace. So I'm delighted to have him 
with us, and we're just going to jump in this and start great. jumping around on some topics there. And uh, and I'll even let Doc lead. Doc, what would you like to kind of lead off with? What would you like to? Well, kind of... I, th I think everybody's can, is is happy about property taxes. Yeah, right? yeah. That was that was oh, the yikes. big story from last year. We were joking uh, last in our last episode about do we open that envelope or not? Yeah. So oh, what well, do I think, think we open it right up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, House and the Senate passed the bill to take the homestead property tax exemption for school property taxes from forty to a hundred thousand bucks. Um, so you they take, raised it. Yeah. Yep. So you take the value of your home, and now you get to subtract a hundred thousand oh. dollars off the value of that home instead of forty. Okay. Um, you know that's real good. Monumental, right? Yeah. 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 Um, basically, gave us an extra sixty thousand dollars. Does everybody get to do that? As long as you've declared homestead. Okay. Absolutely, you do. So I'll make sure you're declaring homestead. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are out there that live in their home and they could declare it, but yeah. they haven't. Yeah. And which is surprising. They're, they're yeah. leaving money on the table. Well, they it sure is. are. Well, I think yeah. a lot of people don't know about it. Well, they, 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 a lot of young people don't know what that means. They right, don't. exactly. Mm -hmm. You don't. And mm -hmm. um, that, that's one thing I would say the real estate industry could really help with. I would say make a follow up call after closing because at closing, we're not. Yeah. We're not really listening to right. much of what's going on. We're, we're more worried about getting all the paperwork signed, uh, what time the movers are coming there. And for right. some reason, for some reason, and I don't really understand this one, we worry about shelf paper. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. has to go into every single home. But whenever right. we move, I don't understand Isn't it. Isn't that the weirdest but thing? But that's and I, hate the, it. I know. I, mean, I, know. I hate it. <laughs> uh, a follow up call a few weeks later to say, hey, don't forget to file your homestead. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay for it. Well, yeah, or pull down the charge. form and right. email it to them, and right. then follow up with the call. Exactly, because that's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, it's due now. Yeah, it's due. It's due April the thirtieth. Yeah, April thirtieth. Well, actually, you can declare homestead at any point in time during Correct. the year. Okay. So, and if you marketing idea, it, guys, I mean, if you're not sending out postcards, flyers, some kind of communication, whether you're doing an old school way or new school way. Communicate with the people that are buying from you. Hello. Absolutely, mm -hmm. and, and absolutely, and, and if someone has forgotten or missed it, you can actually declare homestead and backdate it for up to two years. Okay. The appraisal district will will take a, an application and apply it two years back. So that's that's another benefit that if mm -hmm. you've missed it, it's not too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. So property tax reform then has been good. How how has that? come down the pike as far as homes being bought in McKinney? Are we seeing any kind of reactions to this? I think everybody got a little bit excited. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, we voted for it in November, November the 7th. Mm -hmm. It was Prop 4 mm -hmm. on the on the ballot. And of course, we said yes. Um, the, the questions I'm getting now is I'm getting calls and it's, well, we were supposed to get this big exemption and save all this money on taxes, but my taxes have actually gone up. Uh -huh. So why? Um, Good question. You know, if, if you look at it, uh, we got an extra sixty thousand mm -hmm. dollars for for our exemptions. So, mm -hmm. you take sixty thousand dollars, multiply it by your school tax rate. That's your savings, your quote unquote savings, mm -hmm. and um, it's running anywhere from six hundred fifty to seven hundred fifty dollars savings. Uh, that's what you would have paid had we not voted yes. Is six hundred fifty to seven hundred fifty dollars more? Okay. And so we're I, not going to see a check for sixty thousand dollars or anything like that. It's, no, yeah, no, it's no. just no, it's an evaluation it's, it's against, evaluation your, yeah, against your evaluation tax. against your house yeah. and against your homestead. Right. Mm -hmm. um, most of most of the metroplex, what we're still dealing with is 
market values went up so much during mm-hmm. COVID mm-hmm. and we hit that 10% cap mm-hmm. protection that you have mm-hmm. with your, whenever you declare homestead. And so we're still working on those homes gradually increasing 10% a year mm-hmm. so they can catch market value. So that's why your property taxes are probably higher this year, even with the increased okay. exemption. But that we're we've still going to save a little bit of money. Save a little yeah. bit of money. You know, it's a few pizzas for a family <laughs> of four. So yeah, yeah. My hey. family is six. That's yeah, yeah. But well, one thing it's we milk. know for sure is the real estate's <laughs> not slowing down. So in terms of forecasting, kind of what do you see in 2024 compared to 23? Well, I think before we get into that, we got to talk about the Fed, right? Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> I think that that's the big. That's been the other right. big What's news. Right. What's going to happen? Yeah. Um, you know, the Federal Reserve got pretty aggressive last year, and the the big word was inflation. Inflation is just the increase in all prices over time. Yeah. Okay, that's simple economic term. Okay. Uh, that's what we're meaning. Uh, we also say that inflation is also a measure of how fast the economy is growing. So the economy was growing very, very fast in the last year. So the Federal Reserve came in and raised rates to try and calm us down, slow Mm -hmm. us down, slow the economy down, and also slow down the the rate of increase in prices. Mm -hmm. That was the reason that they they started raising (laughs) rates. Mm -hmm. Now, the Federal Reserve generally in economics, we think anywhere between 2 and 4% is okay. It's Mm -hmm. acceptable. Mm -hmm. As far as inflation goes, and right now I believe we're at 3.4%. So, so we should be okay. Mm-hmm. My, my thought process is the Federal Reserve is looking back at inflation, not just from one year to the next. I think they're going back all the way to before COVID. If you look at January of 2019 to mm-hmm. today, prices are 22. Like two one percent higher today than they. So they were. want to get us back before. I think what they're wanting to do is they're wanting to pull us down and slow us down enough so that the long run average can get back into that two to four hmm. percent. So they're trying to water down the COVID years where inflation really went went mm-hmm. rampant, mm-hmm. and so I kind of see tightening coming still sticking around. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen some in the market that believe rates are going to start dropping in March. I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious of that. I've seen some estimates that say we could look for a 1.25 to a two point drop by the end of 2024. I, I'm scared of that. I think if, if we see that type of a drop with this Fed, I, I think we're in a, a deep recession. That's what I was, and that's I don't, I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. I think the Federal Reserve is still looking at that long range inflation and they're, they're going to try and they're going to try and keep it down. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing's happened right now, and we're getting a softening in the mortgage rate. Yeah. So it's oh, exactly. Not, it's exactly. not like a, we have to shift our mind and think that the rates, Fed rate has to drop in order for the mortgage rate. No, and, it, and it's yeah. one of those, I think, that the mortgage rates, they're building in the anticipation that rates are going to come down <laughs> over the next year. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to anticipate and build that in ahead of time. That That's where I think that right. the, the mortgage rates trade on a daily basis, the Fed... They change their rates whenever every time they meet. Right. Once a quarter. It's kind of so, like playing yeah. poker. Exactly right. Or it's kind of like the stock market where yeah. we try and anticipate this is what's going to happen in the next report, the mm-hmm. next quarterly report. And you really for just don't stock. know what's going to happen. You don't. But I, I do think the Fed, the Fed's <laughs> kind of in a tricky place right now. Um, 
they they want to fight this 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 higher inflation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think if they continue to raise rates, they're going to hurt the jobs market. Uh, consumers have been holding up the economy with their spending, mm-hmm. and the problem is, is we've been spending on our credit cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're yeah. we're the the uh, default rate is near an all time high, and I think we're teetering. So I don't see increases from the Fed. Have you ever seen it? time like this in the recent past, like in our lifetimes, where it's been a situation like this, where the feds have tried to manipulate the market so much? Well, they, they, that is really their job. Mm-hmm. Their job is to the control time? the money supply mm-hmm. to try and achieve full employment and stable prices, okay. keep inflation down. Okay. And, you know, they... But we have good employment. We? we do. We do. And a lot of times employment and inflation run opposite of each other. So mm-hmm. if you have a low unemployment rate, inflation sometimes is pretty high. Mm-hmm. And so it's a balancing act mm-hmm. that the Federal Reserve has to do. Mm-hmm. And then that leads into rates. And that now wow. we, I guess we can get into our forecast there you for go. the, <laughs> there for you the go. year. There you go. Um, I've, I've run the numbers and I... I'll give you an I'll give you a median value for for the prices. I, I think that number one, the DFW uh, housing prices mm-hmm. are highly tied to the gross domestic product associated with DFW. That's the value of everything we produce. Okay. Here, uh, that is going to continue to grow. It looks like yeah. in 2024. I think we're going to probably see housing prices for 24 that are going to be two to five percent higher mm-hmm. than they were in 23. Okay. I think we're going to be okay there. All right, uh, I, and so if you bought a house last year or two years ago? Yeah, I think I think you're going to see some appreciation in the value. Mm-hmm. Um, now we come down to, okay, that's the average price, but there's such a thing as, as a spring market in this, in this market. I've tested that with numbers. Uh, January is the lowest price we're going to see for the year. Okay. And we usually start off about 6% below what the average is going to be for the entire year in January. Okay. We start increasing and we will reach a peak in June, in June. That's usually about five and three quarters above that average price. So from right now through June, I'm anticipating probably an 11 to 11 and three quarters percent increase in price. Wow. wow. That's what happens on average since 1990, year after year after mm-hmm. year. That's the average mm-hmm. increase. We start to pull back and we reach a bottom. We, we bottom out again in October mm-hmm. and then we start back up. So whenever mm-hmm. you said, yeah, you know, it's starting to pick up. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to. It does all the time. Right. And um, it's not surprising that, that, that that's what you're saying. We've got a lot of pent up demand. I didn't realize though that prices escalated that much within that six period. Well, what, period. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you might have that statistic or not, but I mean, what's been the appreciation run for the last five years? Oh, and, and well, over 10%. Let, let's, let's not talk about the last five years because we got COVID. Yeah, we got okay. and, two years and, and, and the, COVID, the COVID years, we've got to throw that out. Okay. But I can tell you that normally, um, I think it's 86, 87% of the time uh, over the last uh, 20 years, um, the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, the year this year's highest price has been higher than last year's highest price. Okay, eighty-seven percent of the time. So we're 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 an uptrend. Yeah. Period. Yeah. This market trends up. Is that it Dallas is strong, or is that, that nationwide? Is, that's Dallas Fort Worth. Okay. I'm not talking about. I'm not even talking about. I'm not talking about Texas. Okay. 
cool. talking Dallas Fort Worth. Our world here. It is a strong, strong housing market it, it here. It has been. For Do you years. distinguish in any way, and uh, when you're doing your research between new home and resale? I do not. Okay. I just do home sales. Okay. Uh, I can tell you that that in my estimate, as far as the average price or my forecast of the price, I do include home, new home permits is one of the variables. Okay. It is highly correlated with price. Okay. So absolutely. Uh, and that gets into population. We we need places to put everybody that's coming in. I think before we were right before uh, we came on air, you were saying something. You know, around twenty five thousand people per month moving to the metroplex. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's they're coming here for a reason. This market that's, is so sweet. It is. It's drawing, it, and them the job in. market is so sweet. So that holds up gross domestic product, okay. which helps yeah. to support housing prices. And you know, twenty five thousand people. If you if you say an average of four people per mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. That's over 8,000 new dwellings that we need every single month just to keep up with population growth. Incredible. That's wild. Now, dwelling could be an apartment. It could be a condo. Mm -hmm. It could be a house. But they've, mm -hmm. we've got to put them somewhere. Do you think that we're going to see a change in uh, typical Dallas lifestyles? You know, typically Dallas is the three-bedroom you know, single family dwelling. Do you think with all of this growth that we're seeing, and we were talking earlier uh, before the show about Dallas's growth is going to be like New York's in some years to come. So if that's going to happen, are we ever going to start changing and going up? Or are we still just going to spread out? What's your, we've what's got, your we've got that? area to spread out. We do. That I can say true. that. And you can, a lot of people can work remotely from home. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's going to help. Um, we're also in Texas. We don't mind driving. <laughs> you know, we, let's face it. We do love we our cars. We don't mind driving a bit. So, yeah, I, I think that it's we're still thought. I think we're still going to see the growth out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just just drive up to Sherman and drive drive to the border and mm -hmm. about 6:30 mm -hmm. in the morning start watching the cars coming across the border yeah. coming to work and then you can see them again That's about 6:30 at night going back the other way. It, it's Dallas Fort Worth the 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 job market it Draw about a two-hour circle around Dallas drive time, mm -hmm. and that's where we pull people to work. Do you, do you give any credence wow. to looking at counties uh, as well as you, when you go through and look at your uh, you know I, as, far, as far as the analysis goes? Um, I get my data obviously from the real estate center down right. on campus, right. and they have major metropolitan data all the way back to 1990 monthly data. Uh, individual counties they didn't start tracking that till 2011. Okay. And so for someone like me that's more interested in holding to the statistical, you know, being, being, being solid there, um, I, I want more data. I want more years. And in particular, I'm interested in capturing that 2008 crash. I want to make sure that that's in my data set. And so going back to 2011, I don't get that. So a little bit, a little bit shakier. I don't mind looking at it on an individual basis, but as far as to use it to do a forecast, I'm not, not, I want to stay away from that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are your forecasts for these counties out here? Well, I mean, nothing but growth. You know? yeah. I mean, it's, um, but when you get into our industry side of the title, I mean, that becomes more distinguishable because we're going to be more focused on the resale right side because most of the builders that are any kind of volume builders are in the, in our business or in the mortgage business or in the title business so that's not available 
opportunities for us necessarily. We have one builder account, but they're under 100 homes a year, which I love. They're nice size houses. But so I don't really look uh, to the home building side as much, although I think it's been a nice variable when rates were climbing because mm-hmm. the builder was more willing to do a buy down mm-hmm. and sure. could package something together for the buyer versus the listing mm-hmm. uh, seller was not as giving and they had embedded in their mind what they wanted in their price and they weren't right. necessarily thinking strategically how to sell it mm-hmm. right. that side. So, uh, well, and talking about all of this, with this growth, we know that there are not enough new home, new single single dwellings mm-hmm. out there. No. What are we gonna do? Well, we're, we're st- <laughs> we are stretching out and a lot of your new growth is in the fringe. Mm. Uh, you're seeing a lot of these smaller towns they are exploding. Uh, I was over in Weatherford just yesterday, and they uh, they were commenting on a town that they just graduated the last high school class that's under 100. The freshman class, I believe, has 190. So wow. it's doubled yeah. in four years. And it's going to continue to grow, but their infrastructure isn't there yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned beforehand, water is still an issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is still an issue. Mm-hmm. Um and roads, but and but roads. but I still say you know my, my definition of the DFW market is getting wider and wider and wider every single day. Yeah, we stretch out further and further into other counties, um, and they follow our trends. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we've got price trends, we've got sales trends actually too. Mm-hmm. Uh, sales. If everybody's saying January, oh no, we're we're off on sales. Well, well we're supposed to be. Usually. January will usually have be about 35% below the average number of sales per month that we get by the end of the year. But people could get it cheaper if they buy in January. That's exactly, I can tell you, if I'm buying a house, I'm buying in January, but but then again, I'm a guy. I don't go shopping, I go buying. Right. I don't say the word shopping. Right. Um, show me what's on, show me the availability, yeah. and I mean, it's I'll the thing pick I've, from what's I, out I there. I can't tell you how many marketing pieces I've done for realtors that say, you know, buy in the winter because you're going to get a better deal, but then, you know, it, you don't have as much inventory there, too. So. That's exactly right. Uh, but but wow. now's, now's the month. If I'm in the market to buy, I'm buying now. Now, do you track inventory in any way? I do. Yeah. Well, I track inventory through what the Texas A&M Real Estate Center right. puts out. Okay. I know that December's inventory, I think, was 3.2 months, and this this month is the – wait, the November inventory was 3.2. <clears throat> December, I think, was 2.6. Okay. So it's it's falling. And if you, if you buy into we need six months supply for a stable market – we're still tight. When's the last time we had that? Well, a long, long time ago. Yeah. And I don't know where the data is that says that that's true. Yes, that's in fact <laughs> right. a, a yeah. thing. Um, but sometimes statements like that are self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we say we need six months supply to have a stable market and we've got 2.6 this month, we're short. Mm-hmm. So it's a seller's market, you know, so prices are going to stay supported. Um I think I think 2024 is going to be a dichotomy. I think prices are going to stay up. I'm forecasting sales to come down a little bit. Uh, the the Fed definitely their their rates definitely do um, impact uh, the number of sales. I think we're going to probably see anywhere from five to eight percent drop. That means yes, the pie is getting smaller. Uh, that's what I'm forecasting right now. But I'm going to also say 
the number of forks at the table eating that pie are smaller because we've we've lost a lot of real estate agents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've dropped off mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So each individual slice of pie may actually be the same size, mm-hmm. even though the pie I think I think is going to get a little bit smaller. Okay. So what? Other things do realtors need to be looking out for in 2024? People moving in. Knowledge. People moving in. Let's from, talk about uh, that. And Mark, how does that go with their marketing? What are we going to do about that? Uh, you know, I, I, we're. I think we're going to see a greater and greater percentage of closings that the driver's license is going to be from outside the metroplex or even outside the state. Mm-hmm. Um, West Texas moving here, South Texas moving here, California, Oregon, Colorado, you name it. And so the question becomes, how do you catch people that are in California moving to DFW? I did a simple Google search last night, and I just typed in relocating to DFW. Mm -hmm. Everything that popped up were all these moving companies, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. They're a relocation company. Um, My question is, how do they do it? How do they mark? How does a relocation mover, you know, whatever van lines... How do they, if they're based in Dallas, how do they market to somebody in California? And I, I think it would be an interesting networking group to sit down with them and say, how do you do it? Yeah, it would. As a real estate agent, how do you as a, as a moving company, you know, and the, and how do you reach them? Yeah, in the old absolutely. world, they don't, it's there, but it's not as um, focused as it used to be. But it used to be that you get engaged in the regional chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. from that, then mm-hmm. you got in and became a member and got on committees and things of that nature. You became more aware of what yes. activity is happening as corporations are looking to relocate. I they, think those they things relocate. are still valid. They're very valid, but they're, really but they're oh, not, absolutely. We're, we're not navigating into that type of membership or focus. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, and on the other thing we talked about earlier is the national meetings. Yeah. Uh, whatever those national brands are, where yeah. they're going there and they're networking with people out of all over the country, right. mm-hmm. making those contacts. Because I asked the Cokers, or you remember when we had them mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. you know, what, what what do you benefit when you go to those meetings? You like the contacts. Well, right. We work that room. Sure. We we get people and connect with people all over the country. Agents. Yeah. It's who you meet. Yeah. You've got to get out from behind this thing right here. You yeah, know? And, I agree. And I think the networking, I, I, we're kind of going back to some old school marketing methods here that I think are still so valid. And every day in my job, it is, it is an exercise in trying to figure out how to get in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be targeting, going, attending an Inman News conference. Absolutely. Uh, or an NAR Go to your local conference. BNI that yeah. has very set rules for getting in front of a variety of industries. Because you're going to, the more industries that you can get in front of, the more knowledge you're going to gain about people who are coming here and working and what's going on. You know, I mean, just it just makes sense. Right, absolutely. But I think that marketing, our current marketing climate has made everybody lazy. Honestly, I think that that everybody's just a little bit lazy about how they market. Well, their I think they've anymore. also just gravitated toward the internet, and they use that. I mean. as and it's I just think, easier and I to get tired. Yeah, uh, you know, sales are off eighteen percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from twenty twenty one. Yeah, well, that was during the COVID years. You are tired. Yeah, don't compare. Yeah. Anything that's going on now to the COVID years, we need to forget that about that. That is so time. key. That is so We've key. We've got to forget about that time. Yeah. It does not exist anymore. Uh, one of one of the biggest worries to me right now 
is so many individuals refinanced or purchased homes and their mortgage rate starts with a low three or even in the twos. Um, they qualified, it was great. Those same individuals <laughs> today might be facing um, property taxes and insurance has increased, so their mortgage is five, six, seven hundred dollars a month more than it was whenever they first refied or purchased. That, can hurt that is a real number. Yeah. And in particular, if we have continued our spending and we financed it through credit, mm -hmm. uh, everyone's saying that they're married to their mortgage and I'm going to die in the house with that 275 or 3 or you know, low threes. Mm -hmm. I say that the mistress in the room that could break up that marriage could very well be property taxes and insurance. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They've increased enough that it could mm -hmm. put some people in a bind. Mm -hmm. And they're rich in equity, mm -hmm. but they're cash poor. Cash so poor. they could very well cash when you out. you can't make enough money, cash flow money, to pay down the credit cards. You know, you can mm -hmm. keep it going. You can keep that uh, minimum exactly payment going, right. but you're you're just carrying that with you, and that pressure doesn't go away. And and at the same time, the property taxes and insurance are running through the roof on you. And as you mentioned, yeah. some of them they're they're losing their insurance. Yeah, wow. um, that that's that's horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of a, insurance a, companies are pulling out of Texas. There's a default component really? out here that's uh -huh. going to raise its head again, yep. and you know postings will start being pulled through. They're only pulling through at about ten percent mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. but. And, yep. and, and those people that, that possibly are going to be forced to move, they're going to stay in the area yeah. because their job's here. Their kids mm -hmm. are here. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be looking to sell and then and then buy something else likely. Mm -hmm. Because, again, they're going to take a lot of equity out of the house. Mm -hmm. It's just property. They can't cash flow it. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. a difference. And, yeah. and I think that that could be... That could be a change that we could see coming on starting this year, potentially. Mm -hmm. That's a wild card that could drive a lot of sales. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, guys, we've run out of time. There's How about that? Already. So much to talk about. Um, I do want to hear three things you want to leave with our audience. But while you're thinking about that, I'm going to have Mark tell me. What three things have you gotten out of this today? I, I don't want it to be doom and gloom. I know well, it's, we've talked about some things that no, are kind of scary, it is. but uh, but I think the, the first thing is, which I, I you know, me, I'm I'm a I love statistics. Yeah. And I think this is that time when statistics, in the selling process for realtors, they should be more engaged in understanding some of the things we've talked about: yeah. trends, statistic, price appreciation, those type of things. Uh, and I would assume that they would have those kind of resources. They went to the website, correct or not correct? With right, right, just, yeah, just or information available to the public. Absolutely, right? okay. yes, yes. So educate. I'm always on the educational side, mm -hmm. but yes. I really believe statistics because I would be focusing a lot more on the appreciation aspect of the home investment than I would be on the mortgage rate. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just the simplicity of where we are, thankfully, that mm -hmm. our, if you get in, your values are going to rise. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're making an investment, mm -hmm. really, to that exactly. side and not as so worried about that's the rate. That's the really good news. Yeah. Uh, and then I would, you know, just to the point of what we were concluding with, just, you know, interviewing your database. And just that's not about calling and saying, what are you thinking about buying or selling? This mm -hmm. is the time to say, how are you doing? And mm -hmm. what's your condition? And have your rates, have your taxes gone up? And insurance or are you okay there and is that manageable what are your thoughts about this year and are you expanding contracting those are the kind of the conversations i'd be getting into to really mm -hmm. go back to your database and just get a 
check up from the neck up on how they're <laughs> that's doing. Good. That's right. You know, to that, that side. So, um, so and then just we've talked about networking, but find some way to get out into a more global community mm-hmm. that you could potentially reach and tap into that might become future mm-hmm. sources mm-hmm. of referrals to you. So those are three of the thoughts I have. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. What about you? Three things. Um, three things. Right now, right now should be the lowest price of the market for this year. Okay. Everyone's worried. Are we going to have a spring market? There hadn't been a year since 1990 that we haven't had a spring market. It's going to come. <laughs> Prices are going to go up. Can I guarantee that they're going to be 11.7578% higher in June? No, I can't guarantee it's going to be that high, but prices in June are going to be higher than they are today. Yeah. And the number of sales are going to be higher. It just, it happens all the time. Yeah. I've yeah. just put the numbers to it. Yeah. I've tested whether or not there is a spring market and there is. Okay. Uh, calm down. Take a breath. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to have to hustle. It's forget about COVID. You're going to have to hustle, but um, the market's going to be there. The the prices are going to be there, and I think the total number of sales are going to be. We're just going to have to work at it. And and going back to your checkup, I think another thing that you ask is, you got any friends that might be moving to the area, too? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, where, where do all your buddies live? <laughs> exactly right. right. You know, especially yeah. someone coming in from out of yeah. state. But population continues to grow that means that people are going to be looking for places and they're going to need the service of the real estate industry period job security for those who are willing to work exactly right in market exactly right it's awesome well thank you for being on the show and with all of your knowledge and infinite wisdom it's been good I don't know about infinite. Well, I'd say finite wisdom how about that all your good good wisdom Uh, three things I would leave is piggyback Mm -hmm. off both of you network Mm -hmm. Um, I think that getting out in front of people is so key right now. There's so much noise in marketing. There's so much chatter going on with what network you're going to be on and how many posts should you do a day. And if that is all you're thinking about in your marketing, you're missing the mark. There is more to marketing your business than social media, guys. Uh, billboards. You, you Now I'm going to get on this because you're right. There, with all the people that are coming into town... All the people that are driving in traffic, I'm not seeing a lot of real estate billboards. Mm-hmm. Now, I know they cost a lot of money, but, you know, it's something to think about. Every now and then I will see one of those smaller billboards with an agent that's been on there forever. Right. And uh, at least it's good recognition. So definitely some old school methods, definitely some networking. And I love what you said. Just calm down and tell your story and get out and meet mm-hmm. people and everything's going to be okay. Tell me what you do. Yeah. We will <laughs> yeah, see yeah. you next month, the month of love in February. And oh. I hope that you have one and have some and make it good. We'll see you in February. Ciao. Ciao.